thank you, Richard. And grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, I want to pick up parts of the, the lesson from Isaiah. And so I'm going to read that again. And then I'll refer to some of the other, go- other readings as well. It says, and Isaiah is talking about fasting, which we relate uh, to a lot in the time of Lent. A lot of people talk about fasting something, giving up something. And then Isaiah says to the people of that time, Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Now I'm going to read the other part, or we're going to refer to the other part of the text as well, but I'll leave that till a little bit later. What I believe this passage in Isaiah and a number of other places asks of us is to look at why we as people of God are doing what we are doing. What motivates us? I want to start by sharing a story that happened when I was ministering up in Springwood. I think it was 20 years ago now it would have been. And one night at about quarter to 10 in the evening, there was a knock on the door. And we don't usually get visitors at quarter to 10. Uh, And so I went to the door and there stood two people, a man and a woman. And they said to me, we're prophets and we're traveling up and down the east coast of Australia. Will you give us a bed for the night? Now, it so happened that I had heard a little bit about these prophets I'd heard the rumour that they were going around and I thought, well, these people are strangers to me so I'm not going to invite them into my house. And then I thought, and I'd heard that the previous pastor had also dealt with these, this man and woman and he had actually allowed them to sleep in the church. And I thought, no, I'm not going to do that either. I thought, what I'll do is I will put them up in a hotel and I will pay for them for the night. So we marched up the street to the hotel and I put them up. About five weeks later, I got an email from these two prophets and they said, we appreciated you put us up for the night, but we didn't discern your love as you did so. We thought you were really doing it just out of duty. I felt quite judged at the time. But I have to admit, they were probably right. My action on the outside was helping somebody. But inside, I was simply thinking, I want to get rid of these people and get on with sleeping the night myself. I think often as Christians, much of our care is like that. Someone asks us for food up in Oxford Street and we're prepared to help but really I want to give them the food and get on with my life. Some soup kitchens may be like that. Many of our church ministries may be like that. 
We may be doing it simply because I want to show some care and I feel good about that, but really I'm not all that concerned or have the person who I'm, I'm helping in my heart. We used to have a caller when I was at Woden at the church there in Canberra, and his name was Sam. And he'd come by every month and ask for a food card. And then I thought about, and we would give him the food card, and then I thought about my help, is this exactly what he needs, or, or what's his real need? And I thought about it, and I thought, really what he needs is some of my time, and so to spend some time with him. And so that's what I did from then on. I'd spend half an hour whenever he came and we'd chat about his life, what he was doing. I shared some cheap recipes with him where he could you know, cook for himself on a small amount and lots of tips for his life in that way. And we, over that time, we became friends. In fact, last New Year's Eve, he was the one person who said, sent me a text and said, Happy New Year. Much of our religious routines and practices fulfill the, the intention, but are sometimes rather empty. Because we live busy lives and really want to get on with it and do what we, we want to do, we sometimes go through the motions. So our morning teas after church, are they true fellowship? Our Bible home groups... Uh, maybe they're just snippets of time together with others. And our shared meals, maybe they're just tokens of fellowship rather than what God would have us as his people do. Now, many places in the Bible address this problem of doing things with mixed motives or doing it on the outside. This passage from Isaiah speaks about, talks about fasting, going without food, You fast and you do other things, it says. Instead of focusing on God, you quarrel and fight one day and then it's back to your old ways, going through the motions. You bow your heads like a bent reed, it says, but then you just go on with your life. You lie with sackcloth and ashes just for show. The Gospel reading tonight lists a series of actions done for show rather than their true religious purpose, which has come closer to God. Giving to the needy, prayer, and again Jesus mentions fasting. He says all done to show off rather than draw closer to God and live as God does. Trying harder to be more focused doesn't seem to improve either. Matthew 26, the so-called judgment of the world, lists a lot of actions. Feeding the hungry, giving thirsty a drink, offering hospitality, clothing those without clothes, visiting the sick and those in prison. This is not a complete list of all the things you could do for somebody. Isaiah 58 lists some of the same things here. He says... Instead of just fasting, we should provide food for people, provide hospitality, provide clothes for the naked. The same sort of things as in in Matthew 26. 
And then it adds on the end, and don't neglect your relatives. An interesting little addition there, isn't it? You see, the trouble with us human beings is our sin leads us to live lives centered on self, not the welfare of others. And even that happens in the religious realm. When we are religious, we still somehow find a way of being self-centered. We really are in a bad way. But let us focus on Jesus. Thankfully, Jesus lived that integrated spiritual life and that relationship with God and others, which was not a show, but a real engagement with those people. He showed true mercy when people needed it. His religious acts were not done to show off, but to really honour God. He helped people in their need. He met all the people in the, in the world that he did, and he thought about what is good for them. And he helped them deeply. Think of the man lowered down in the house through the roof. He forgave his deep need. That was his sins. He forgives his sins first. Then he addresses his physical need, his lameness. Jesus lived a life of humble mercy, acting in a just and fair way to all. As Micah 6 says, He showed you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And Jesus did that 100%. And so thanks be to God that Lent and this beginning of Lent tonight is not about us, but it's about Jesus and Jesus and his life and what he has done for all people through his life, his death, and then his resurrection. He was consistent, genuine, He didn't show off his dedication to the Father. Inside of him was the same as the outside. He spent unhurried time with people. His love for the Father was shown in his mercy and compassion for people and his integrated life had no bounds. And so Isaiah says, true fasting is loosing the chains of injustice, sharing your food with the hungry, providing the wanderer with shelter, the naked with clothes, and helping your relatives, and doing so from the heart. Jesus lived this journey of true love. Tonight, the first day of Lent, 40 days before Good Friday, we accompany Jesus on his journey of true love, complete love, to the cross. Yes, may we who are religious and do our religious acts, may it help us focus on Jesus and may his journey change your journey of life into one of true love for others. Deep love, deep compassion, consistent love for them, true selfless love. May Jesus give that to you so that you can truly fast. Amen.